Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Raider Nation, your buddy Murph back once again for another what we hope to be fantastic RFR conversation. That's right. We're going to jump into the fan cave and talk to a good friend of the show. He is the co-founder and a co-host of a multitude of shows on the Fandom Podcast Network. And uh, so please welcome to the fan cave our buddy, Kevin, the Raider nerd. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, Murph? Good to be here back in the fan cave with you, man. Not personally this time, so... Uh, next time I'll have to make a, come by again and make a reservation on uh, Mosh's seat or maybe uh, on Swag's seat. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but good to be back, man. How You're, are you? I'm doing fantastic. You were the first one to ever occupy Uncle Mosh's chair. Like this is that true. wasn't. You're the first person not named Uncle Mosh to occupy <laughs> Uncle Mosh's chair. That's oh, right. and I heard about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> no, man, it's been a minute since we talked to you, and so we got a lot to get to tonight. We're going to talk, of course, a bunch about the Raiders. You know we got to bring up some Star Wars around here when we got Kevin yeah. the Raider nerd on, the original yeah, uh, Raider Mando. But hey, but before we get to that, Kevin, tell us where we can find you. Tell us about your network. Like, uh, Do the whole uh, self-promotion thing for us. Well, sure. Uh, I am the uh, co-founder of the Fandom Podcast Network with my buddy Kyle. And under the Fandom Podcast Network, we've got a slew of uh, awesome shows underneath there, including, of course, a couple that you've been on. Uh, we've got the Hair Metal Podcast and also End Zone, our uh, NFL podcast as well. Uh, Culture Clash is kind of our uh, our weekly fandom nerd show that we have, uh, Blood of Kings, my Highlander podcast. And we've got a fun one we've been doing a lot of, and we're going to get you on soon called Couch Potato Theater, where yes. we're celebrating our favorite movies. 
Uh, we also have an Alfred Hitchcock, a couple of Star Trek ones as well, a Doctor Who, and my buddy Adam from uh, Australia has got a great fun show called Lethal Mullet, where he talks about 1980s and 90s action films. And of course, you were on, I forgot, What a Piece of Junk, our Star Wars podcast yes. as well. So yeah, that's where you can find me there. You can find me at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore Phoenix. Right on. We well, appreciate that. Now, you mentioned Kevin. You mentioned your buddy Kyle, and you guys co-host a show together on your network. It's called The End Zone, uh, where you offer not only just do you kind of do like an around-the-horn kind of thing for the NFL, but the self-proclaimed mediocre fantasy football advice, which is so funny, and I always enjoy hearing that show. But there's a thing about that show. And that is that your your good friend Kyle, your co-founder of, the, of your network and uh, co-host on many, many a show, who happens to be joining us here today, he is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, isn't he? He is, and he had agreed to wear a muzzle to this podcast, so <laughs> you may not be able to understand him really well. But yes, Kyle, welcome. I could have brought out one of my fandom podcasts that wear COVID masks and <laughs> muffled that, but it's, it's good to see you guys rolling with my homies. Okay, um, so hey, we're out of time. Kyle, I'm sorry yeah, you got to well, go. Hey, it was so good soon. to have you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate Murph letting me infect the Raider nerd, Raider nerd Mav Cade and the Murph fan Cade as well, with, with a little red and red with a little championship flavor, might I add. Oh my gosh, I hate that you got to leave already. I hate that. Kyle. God, I know. I'm sorry, you have to so go, man. Excited yeah. to talk to you too. Uh, you know, I'll be, you know, I, I think my dinner's burning in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so it really, it's always a great pleasure to be here with you, Murph. You know, we we have a great fun exchange between Chiefs Raiders ourselves on social media. Media. Kevin and I have a lot of fun with our shows and especially the end zone. But you know what? The good thing is, truthfully, is that we do have a respect of each other's fandoms. And that's absolutely that's, we can have fun with it while still being friends, I guess. I, I, yeah, it's absolutely. questionable at times. <laughs> Hey, listen, and as a diehard Star Wars guy or the Wars guy, I have yeah. more problem with your Trek fandom than I would your Chiefs fandom. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you no, know That's okay. I mean? My Wars fandom outweighs my Trek fandom. All right. You know, I, I still plan on buying cases of that Broncos toilet paper should it ever become. There you go. Man. Hey, man, we, we got plenty of it here in the cave. The COVID didn't have any effect on us and our ability on that <laughs> on that aspect. We have plenty of donkey toilet paper around here. But anyways, appreciate you, Kyle. Appreciate you riding shotgun today. We did get to some football here. Talk a little bit of Raider football. And, you know, I know you're going to be uh, seething over there, but uh, but appreciate you joining us. And especially when we get into uh, we want to talk some Star Wars with you guys and uh, absolutely and, uh, and, and hear from you on that. For you're sure. going to have so, a, a hard time uh, editing this aren't you Murph because you got to bleep out everything that Kyle says right yeah absolutely <laughs> well hey so before we jump into that though so you mentioned all those shows right so you guys it, you guys really are prolific in the way that you run your network and it's impressive I mean as a content creator myself you know knowing what goes into not only building a show but uh, the execution of it and the post process through editing and whatnot you guys are prolific you guys put out a ton of stuff so tell us kevin uh what's what's new on the fandom podcast network well our newest show is called making treks uh our uh we oh, have here friends you go, uh, man. yeah no i <laughs> uh and our, our friend mark newbold uh over there in the uk and uh, adam o'brien from australia they uh added uh that to the once a once a month show uh kind of taking a deep dive into uh uh star trek but uh uh and then our our one that was newest before that was adding the Star Wars podcast, which you've been on, of course, uh, talking about that. But and we're looking at possibly maybe adding another one or two in the near future. 
uh, because there's always new shows and lots of fandoms that uh, have huge fan bases that we want to cater to eventually. And uh, um, but one of the more fun ones that we do is uh, Couch Potato Theater. Uh, we've been and, and we've had a lot of extra time over this COVID oh, stay yeah. at home uh, <laughs> stuff where we've been talking about the movies that we love. And, uh, and we've, we've had a blast talking about that. Yeah, man, it's 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 great, man. I love the diversity of your of your network. If you're into pop culture, geek culture, nerd culture, whatever you want to call it, uh, there's a show for you. You know, there's an Alfred Hitchcock show, man. Like, I mean, you guys do all kinds of cool stuff there. Yeah, and, and, so- and Culture Clash is our weekly fandom news show, so we cover all the newest uh, geeky news there, and we have some fun topics as well. Kyle, hey, you, might, you-, you might want to weigh in on our latest culture clash segment as well because i think murph would get a lot of fun out of it okay, yeah what's one, that? one of the we've had we've had a new segment i want to ask you this we've okay. had a new segment called uh versus the throwdown where we oh. put two actors two actresses uh and recently we also did uh two um composers together but we decided to narrow it down a little bit and we wanted to talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger's action hero career versus Sylvester Stallone's action Ooh. hero career and so I wanted to, we wanted to get your input on what you think would be who had the best action franchise, wow. basically. And uh, I thought maybe I could name off a few uh, movies of each. Fun, man. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's, here's what we got going on. So we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, and we'll start off from his early films, where we got Hercules in New York, the Conan films, uh, Terminator movies, Commando, Raw Deal, Predator, Running Man, Red Heat, Total Recall, Kindergarten Cop, Last Action Hero, True Lies, Eraser, End of Day, Six Day, Collateral Damage, Expendables, The Last Stand, and Escape Plan are some of our newer ones. Then we go to Sylvester Stallone, starting with his early stuff, Death Race 2000, The Rocky Films, Nighthawks, Rambo Films, Cobra, Over the Top, Lockup, Tango and Cash, Cliffhanger, Demolition Man, Specialist, Judge Dredd, Daylight, Get Carter, uh, the Expendable films, Bullet to the Head, uh, Creed movies, and he also made an appearance in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yes, he did. Murph, which action hero had the better action hero career? Would that be Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger, and why? Okay, so this is tough, man. This is this is a really cool question. All right, so my initial response uh, was Stallone because Rocky, and and I think that those are. You know, these guys, neither one of them have ever been accused of being the greatest actors, but considering that that Rocky was Stallone's baby and that was his project and he is brilliant in them. He's perfect in, he's a little stereotypical, but he's perfect for it. And it's, those are amazing movies. Like, you know, there five is a little questionable, whatever, but especially the first three, like, you know, or even four, I mean, you know, Drago, I mean, that whole thing. So I didn't know if we were going to count Rocky movies in terms of yes, like action. Yes, you will count the Rocky films. Yes. Well, well, I, okay. I think, so, so wait, here's the question, Murph, because Kevin and I had this discussion because I feel the first two Rockies probably fall a little bit more under drama and then Rocky three and four fall more under action type films. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. That's why I was curious to like if those if those were gonna fit. The, hey, those fights are some of the best action stuff you'll see in a while, man. Yeah, man, that was amazing. <laughs> and so like, so that I think that I would I would lean towards Stallone because of Rocky. Now, if we weren't gonna count Rocky movies, then I go Schwarzenegger all day because of Predator and Commando. And even like recently, like I have two teenage boys. Like we watched True Lies, and they were like this during True Lies. They were like, whoa, like this movie is, and it's so funny. It's yeah. so tongue in cheek. It's so like, 
you know, you know, some of like the most over the top action and like, like engaging. And, and I think that he had the more prolific career top to bottom than like what Stallone did. I felt like Stallone had like a moment, but like the last like big Stallone movie that was like a great action movie to me was Tango and Cash. And I'm glad you brought that one up because him, because yeah. I love Kurt Russell too. Like, I mean, but anyways, but uh, so if we're counting Rockies, uh, then, then I go Stallone. If we're discounting the first two Rockies, Kyle, then I go Schwarzenegger. I know that's, I hate writing so the like fence. that's like a tiebreaker there. I man. hope that's not okay. a double answer, man, because I hate writing the fence. Like, I'm all about this or that. You know <laughs> what I mean? But, but, but it's considering the criteria. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> that was fun. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so y- you guys mentioned all the cool shows that you have on your network. Uh, I mentioned the end zone, your football show on. So let's, before we get to Star Wars stuff, which we're going to, Let's dig in. Everybody listening to this show are big Raider fans. Uh, sorry, Kyle, but everybody's a big Raider fan. So let's dig into uh, Kevin and your so far your take on the Raiders offseason. We did so much in free agency. We had this incredible draft. Where do you come out, man? What's your overall thoughts on the Raiders offseason? I thought it was one of the best offseasons I have seen in a long time uh, with the veteran additions like Corey Littleton. Uh, and, you know, I love Malik Collins as well. Uh, Nick uh, Kukowski. How do you say his Kukowski. 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 Carl Nassib as well. And I love these. I love these contracts that they got, too, because nothing's yes. more than three years. And I think you're starting to see that happen a lot more now. Um, and so we get kind of like this kind of prove it deal here. Uh, and I even like the, the pickup of, uh, Jason Witten, um, if not anything for his leadership. And I think that, uh, that that's so valuable for the Raiders. Um, but I love my favorites, probably the Corey Littleton. And I think three years, 35 million. I think that's uh, good. I know he's got about 22 million guaranteed. Um, but it was, it was more about fixing this defense that we need a lot of help with. And I even like the Marcus Mariota pickup too. I, I thought that was great. Two years, uh, he's got seven and a half guaranteed. And I know there's a lot of incentives in there as well. Uh, but nice to know, because I'll tell you, I, I had no faith in our backup quarterbacks over the last several years. No. I feel really good about Marcus uh, Mariota because he's going to, as you guys have been saying and preaching, he's going to push car car. If car isn't nervous, then he's not, <laughs> he's not going to be around very long. So, so, so Murph, can I weigh in on a couple of things here? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. know. There's a fly. I, no, I actually like you guys. I, I love the Littleton. I'm sorry. We're out of time tonight, guys. Appreciate you joining <laughs> us here. Well, I'm trying to give a Raider comment. Go ahead, Kyle. No, I'm sorry. Ahead. Ahead. I, I love the. I actually love the Littleton <laughs> signing for you. I thought that was a great. Yes. Great signing. Yes. I'm not so much sold on your draft with rugs. I really thought Jerry Judy was the way to go. This is why we can't have guys. nice things, Kyle. This is why we don't let you in. But no, I'm not. Saying, <laughs> but um. I want to. I've told Kevin my theory on Marcus Mariota because this is what I could see with him. I think Marcus Mariota, best case scenario, is the next Rich Gannon for you guys. He plays a lot like yeah, Gannon. He's yeah. smart with the football. He's kind of quarterback. Gruden absolutely loves and can resurrect. I, I think Mariota just never got fair talent as far as being a quarterback in Tennessee because they were so run oriented there. I think being there, if they can develop some receivers there, get the offensive line playing there, it makes you guys easily second place constantly in the AFC West. 
I would hope so. And I, and I appreciate that, Cal. Appreciate that honest analysis there. Cause you're right. I mean, and, and I think that it, anything else shy of that is I think living in fandom a little bit too much. I mean, look, we're going to, we're going to be second fiddle in the division. Odds are this year after that, it changes. Cause once you got to start, you know, defining contracts going forward and you know that, you know, things are going to change in the division quickly. Kevin, is that a fair expectation? So as us as Raider fans, of course, you know, by the time we get to August, you and I are going to be going Super Bowl. Like we're going to think that it's, <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean? We're going to win it all. But like, what's a realistic expectation, Kevin, of, of us for this season? Okay. Before I answer that, and I will answer that, I want to just touch on the, uh, the draft real quick. At first I was all about Jerry Judy and then some personality stuff kind of started coming out about him. And I was just like, well, I don't know. And then we got Henry Ruggs and it, what's really weird is like, you know, that line in draft day with Kevin Costner, where his boss, the owner of the Cleveland Indians, say, I want you to make a splash during the uh, the draft. It felt like we didn't really make a splash, and we haven't really made a splash. We haven't picked that guy that everyone was expecting someone to pick up early in the draft. I like Henry Ruggs. Uh, he seems like a good guy uh, and, and stuff, but I, I, I was questioning the, da- the, the Damon Arnett pick. So hopefully, but when you look back on his stats, you're like, okay, uh, they're good. No one seems to be thrown to him. Kevin brings up a good point. You're drafting a Henry Gruggs was going for Tyree Kill White. Well, that, see, that's, I that's the go thing. Light. I prefer to call him Cliff Branch 2.0, who, pre, oh, who <laughs> I, was a predecessor to stinking Tyreek Hill. That, that's the thing. Kill, we, we, we weren't, let's be honest here, Murph. Uh, our general manager is not drafting to try to win a Super Bowl right now. We're drafting and we're signing people to beat the Chiefs. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's what we need to have a focus on. We need to win this division We need to, and we need to beat the Chiefs. And that's why the speed comes in and all that kind of stuff. Now, to get back to your question, are you saying what is our realistic schedule or like, uh, like, you know, yeah, record like what you, is this return to relevance? Is this return to the playoffs? Is this like, I mean, are we a championship team? Like, what do you think? Okay. I think it's return to revel relevance. Definitely. And I think is everyone's going to be watching us. We've got, a, a, we've drafted a lot of really good players. Our free agency was great. I think also with the, the microscope on the new city and the new stadium, and uh, <laughs> cars back up. <laughs> I think that this is a return to that. Of course, we could pull the Raiders and do exactly what happened last year. But hopefully that won't happen. I think that the NFL, I think the media is going to be good to us because of where we are right now. And I think that will really kind of, I think that'll give an extra boost, not just to the team, but to the fandom overall and football fans in general, because a lot of people are going to be watching the Raiders that aren't Raider fans, but they're really curious to see what happens because of all these films. Uh, I mean, of all these moves and and all these fans, but I think too, that uh, a lot of the um, pre I've seen some, uh, some people like put the Raiders, not like in the top 20, but in the top 10 and who they think where they're going to place. And I think that's kind of cool. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I am expecting a better than 500 <laughs> record this year. 
<laughs> I would hope so, man. You know, with all, like you you alluded to earlier, all the improvements we've made defensively. That alone. And also, I love the idea that Derek Carr doesn't have to be the man. He can be the guy that goes out and has a 250, 300-yard game, throw a couple of touchdown passes, and let the defense and Josh Jacobs do the rest. And hopefully, yeah. that's what we're going to see. And then, yeah, and then with the, um, you know, with the explosive potential of the offense now, then that gives us the opportunity to keep up with the Chiefs. Because as we saw, what the Chiefs can do, they can come, behind, come from behind and beat anybody. They can rattle off however many unanswered points against the Houston Texans and and win a playoff game, right? So we've got to be able to be as equally as explosive as the Chiefs are, and I think that's what they're building. Now we'll see if it comes to fruition, but that's they, certainly they what need we're to, trying. They to need do. to listen to Al Davis and saying we got to get to the quarterback early and we got to put him down early. Amen, so, brother. Amen. Yeah, and get, and you know what? And get, Al Davis also. Hang on, Kyle. This is a Raiders show. And I so don't uh, give a Raider compliment. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> And the other thing Al Davis was all about was like, you know what? It's not about, it's not about first downs. It's about touchdowns. Like it's not. And, and I know that works against John Gruden's West coast offense where it's all about moving the ball and extending drives. But I think that now with Tyreek Hill or no Tyreek, listen to me. God dang it. I'm going to have to edit that. Now with Henry Henry Ruggs, see what you did to me, Kyle. Now with Henry Ruggs at third, like we had that, that opportunity, right? To blow the top off of a defense and to, and to really work it downfield. All right, go ahead, Kyle. Now I got my thought out. What you say? No, I was going to say, I'm sorry. We're out of time. For the next 10 years, the best quarterback might reside in Kansas City. But I'd say this, and I mean it in all sincerity. Within the next two years, the best running back in the NFL is going to be in Vegas. Amen, brother. Right on. Appreciate that. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. uh, There's so much promise on that guy right now. He's awesome, man. Right? Isn't it nice, Kevin, to like have that? offensive player like that like marquee guy yep. right to like hang our hat on his fans because it's been a minute like it's been Derek Carr it was Khalil Mack for a minute and then he was gone right we haven't had that like really big marquee name I mean he's Cooper a special was... special kind of player that can really change a game and he showed a lot of flash last year and uh uh with a better line this year and uh um some other help behind behind there I think we're, I think he's going to be even a bigger star absolutely man right on so appreciate that so you're gonna um are you going to get a chance to see the Raiders at a minimum are you going to Vegas this year Kevin well yes actually I plan on being in Las Vegas for the opening game weekend there against the Saints now whether I get tickets or not is up in the air like everyone else you me Sonny and Max we'll all be hanging out (laughs) watching at the stage door casino (laughs) well that's what I wanted to talk to you about I plan on being there I'm going to be celebrating my 50th birthday uh during that time oh nice and uh, my, my buddy and I, we've got uh, uh, a room there at the Mandalay Bay, and we plan on being there, and we plan on being at the Stage Door uh, Casino to watch the game, but also maybe an earlier meetup, maybe that Saturday night or something like that. We'll, we'll kind of work things out. Uh, and obviously, we have to I have to meet up with you as well, Murph. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Whether we get tickets or not, I doubt it. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Isn't the first Raider game also a Monday night football Monday night game football against yeah. the Saints, yeah. yeah. The first game there. Of course, we have no idea who's going to do the commentary yet, but. <laughs> it's true, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Yeah, we're um, going to. We'll, we'll, yeah, absolutely, Kevin. So we'll link up. We're, we're flying in Sunday. 
Uh, Max and I are flying in Sunday, and I think Sonny's coming in Sunday as well. So we'll definitely have to h- hang out on Sunday. And then Monday's the game. I'm doing a uh, pregame live show with Raider Cody at Stage Door. And so uh, we'll be doing on that. What day, on what, what day is that? That's on Monday. Yet? Yeah. Monday. Cool. Yeah, we're doing awesome. that on Monday. And we'll then Mojo's Tailgate is the, the new world Raider or the new Raider World Order. So we'll be having that tailgate as well. So there's going to be a lot of cool stuff to do. And, and you know, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I don't know if I'll end up with a game ticket or not, but I just wanted to be in Vegas and around the coolest fans on the planet. And so it will definitely be a good time. And, and there's happy- a lot of fans that are going to be there that are traveling that won't have tickets. So it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be Raider Nation from casino to casino, wall to wall. And I can't wait for that. As, as for any other games, I was kind of looking at maybe the Atlanta game that you were looking at. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. Uh, it's during uh, it's like right around Thanksgiving. So I don't know if I can work that out, but uh, I'll definitely try to see uh, when they come to L.A. and play against the uh, those those blue blue people. Whatever <laughs> the they're called. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So that'll be cool. Dude. Yeah. I can't, that's going to be awesome to have your 50th birthday in Vegas too, man. Right yeah. on. Dude. That's going to be yeah. a blast. We'll have a, we'll have I a just great- hope when I walk away from there, I'll have both my kidneys. We'll see. You, you will. You may not remember either of your kidneys, but you'll, yeah, you might, you may have, but Atlanta is going to be a blast too. And, and I know that, you know, of course you used to live in Atlanta and you are a big part of the Atlanta Raider booster club. And those folks have reached out to us and have been so gracious to uh, have us be part of, of their tailgate and whatnot. And we're yeah. definitely going to do that. And a lot of the made men are coming out and we're going to, we might even do like a little meet up here in the fan cave. Like we got some, we got a lot of plans still uh, on, on tap that we're going to dig into and, Kevin, please, if, you, if you're going to be in town, man, join us. Let me tell us. you about the Atlanta Raider Booster Club. They made me feel welcome when I was living in Atlanta there, when I moved there in 2008. And uh, Kevin Cranberry, Granberry, who is yes. uh, the president there, he's a great guy. Uh, Nikita Porter also uh, is uh, is part of that. And she uh, she actually helped organize the one back in 2014, the one that I went to. It was 2012. can't remember. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you right now, you're in for one heck of a party they know how to do it and uh the that atlanta game got so many raider fans there it was awesome so uh you're in good hands when you go there have fun my friend in case i can't make it awesome man appreciate that look for yeah it was 2012 i was there for that one i was because every eight years so i was there for the one in, in 2004 and then 12 and then and then now 2020 is gonna be a blast man so uh yeah hopefully we'll catch up and and for sure uh appreciate kevin uh granberry for reaching out to us and 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 uh welcoming us to be part of the of the tailgate and the meetup and all that and so yeah so we're gonna have the rfr crew is gonna be rolling deep man coming out of tennessee into, <laughs> <That is. laughs> into freaking atlanta man it's gonna be a blast we have a good time with that so hey, kevin while we got you so personal note so I know that your travel this year has kind of been restricted because you were supposed to get married like a month ago or whatever. And like, yeah, because of the, I was the COVID. I was, supposed, I was supposed to get married to my lovely fiance, Aaron, who is from Melbourne, Australia. And I was supposed, I had my flights. We had our wedding all planned in April. Uh, and we planned this uh, at the end of last year. And, uh, uh, and, and that's where she is right now. And so... <laughs> Wow. Uh, the whole COVID thing came and our, my flights were canceled and Australia restricted uh, travel completely. If I was to try to fly there right now, I'd have to be there for a 14 day monitored quarantine, which I do not wow. want to do before I could do anything else. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, right now it's kind of up in the air. Uh, I'm hoping that things will open up in Australia for me to maybe go out there, uh, either late summer, early fall, and then she'll follow me back out here. Uh, hopefully we can still get married in Australia. Cause that's, that's the big plan there. But, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> 2020 sucks. <laughs> I, I, I have to weigh in that the Kevin Aaron wedding story is the highest thing rated on the fandom podcast network. Really? <laughs> wow. We get more questions about are you guys married yet? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, well, well uh, congratulations when it happens, man. And hopefully you, you guys can uh can fulfill those plans. Man. Absolutely. Appreciate uh, that, man. Yeah, brother. We're, we're we're gosh, man, what a that's awful timing, man. But uh uh but you know, just just following you guys on social media and hearing you talk about your shows, you know what I mean? I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was telling Max, I was telling my girl the other day, I'm like because I was telling her about us doing an interview and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, poor Kevin. I'm like him and Aaron, like they were trying to get married in the COVID and like he had to change all of his stuff. And like, I knew that like that impacted like what you were going to do with your travel for the Raiders this year, like yeah, impacted definitely. everything, you know? So uh, let's talk, let's talk a little bit about star Wars. So I got the two of you here. Let's, let's dig into it a little bit. Now I was You're on in our your... wheelhouse right now. Are you ready for this? All right. So I was on your, uh, what a piece of junk star Wars podcast and where we ran down a lot of the Mandalorian and Kevin, I'm looking at your, your baby Yoda over your left shoulder there, which is so cool. It's in the pod. The, the child is what they call it on the show. Of course, everybody calls it baby Yoda. Yep. I heard this today. Yoda's original name in Star in uh, Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back was Minch Yoda, and there's mm-hmm. some rumor that in season two that Baby Yoda might his uh, or his or her whatever name might be Minch. So, Kevin, tell me a little bit about what you because in the show you guys asked me a lot about what I thought. What did you think? What do you think about the Mandalorian? And now, of course, season two getting ready to come out. Well, Mandalorian is uh, is probably uh, the best. Star Wars that uh, Disney has put out uh, next to maybe like Rogue One and Solo, in, in my personal opinion. But it's also some of the best storytelling I've ever seen when it comes to Star Wars. And, uh, you know, when you watch uh, um, Kyle, what's the name of the show on Disney Plus behind the scenes? Gallery. The Gallery. Oh, the gallery. So if you good. watch the. It, if you watch the gallery on Disney plus they've been having this uh, eight episode behind the scenes of how they're making this thing. And they're using this uh, state of the art revolutionary way of filming in a closed environment with this awesome all around screen that can put you in any environment that you want. And uh, also too, uh, when they were doing the practical effects and showing you that baby Yoda was a real puppet, like Yoda was back in empire strikes back. You know, it's just you could see the love that these people are putting into Star Wars uh, being run, of course, by John Favreau and um, all the other Dave Filoni from Close, Clone Wars. It is just some of the best Star Wars telling. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? Oh, no, I, this I'm, I agree with what everything Kevin said and just add on to it. It is the best Star Wars thing to, that Disney has done right up there with Rogue One and Solo. The casting is phenomenal in this. I think John Favreau and the directors, the, the directing group that they've built there, and especially watching the gallery and seeing how tight knit of a family all those directors are. They're all working with each other on each other's episodes. I mean, you and you hear that, Ryan Johnson? These, they work together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, you, the quality of work, and I mean, to me, of all the directors, I mean, obviously, you know what you're getting with Filoni, you know what you're getting with Favreau, uh, you know what you're getting with Taika, but the community director that's really stood out and really made a name for themselves as Deborah Chow. 
with the episodes yes. she did in Mandalorian. Of course, and she is still supposed to be the director and showrunner for the Obi-Wan show, if that ever actually makes it out at this point. But I think one of the things that I'm really liking, especially watching the gallery, is you can tell that I think the pat- there's been a little bit of a shift in who's running things over at Lucasfilm, and I really think a lot is in the hands of now of John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Filoni kind of taking over now that JJ's done and we're done with the Skywalker saga and everything like that. And they're t- I really like the direction that they're moving Star Wars in, and I cannot wait now that we know Taika White is doing um, a Star Wars film as well. I-, I just feel really good about the direction Star Wars is headed in going forward and i think the mandalorian is a great flag barrier for that and, and we're so out. excited for season two it's been confirmed it's happening uh um by Dave it's like shot already right like they're in post now or something right yeah post yeah yeah, yeah. uh john favreau mentioned it is coming out in october and all these casting rumors are just making us explode with excitement here you know um with possible live action Ahsoka, you know, live yes. action, maybe Boba Fett. Rosario I mean, Dawson is, is going to be freaking Ahsoka, right? Yeah. yeah. That's the rumor. That's legit, yeah, it's, man. Yeah, we're, we're excited, man. We can't wait. <laughs> I, one of my big favorite of the casting news is Timothy Oliphant is going to be in season two. Oh, is Man-Man. that the justified guy? Yeah. Yep. From justified. Yep. And Michael Bean from aliens and stuff like that. He's going right to be in on. there. Aliens and Terminator. He's going to be there. That's so yeah, good. All we're right. excited. So is Boba Fett going to make an appearance or what? That's the rumor. There was some people saying there was rumors that Timothy Oliphant was in the uh, Boba Fett outfit. We don't know, or if it's going to be someone that has his armor. Cause you know, I mean, it's, it's really hard to say uh, what's, what we're going to get out of that, but uh, what's the name of I'm the guy excited. that what's the name of the guy? Was it Tim Morrison that played Tim Morrison, Morrison. Morrison. Yes. Okay, He's wait. coming back. Yeah. Okay. Now could he be Boba? He could be possible. But we think that he might be Captain Rex or one of the clones that has a special relationship with Ahsoka Tano. Uh, But he could do either. He could uh, he could do obviously do the voice for Boba Fett. Right, right. Uh, Or any of the clones. But just having him involved is a great thing anyway. Okay, here's why I love having you guys on the show, because I'm getting ready to ask a question that no one less. There'll be like six people that's going to understand what the premise of this question is. But you guys will know exactly what it is I'm talking about. And this is going to be awesome. And so this is a purely selfish question here. Is Rex old enough or or, excuse me? Okay, because clones age more rapidly so considering the timeline if tim morrison is playing captain rex is he too old last time we saw him was in rebels and he was kind of already an old man he was like in his 60s right so does the timeline add up let me give my opinion kyle i want you to give yours it depends if because keep in mind he's had that inhibitor chip removed and I don't know if that oh, has anything to do with his development, right. but uh, he could definitely be a lot older and that could be done with makeup and stuff like that. But it depends if he had any like he'd be like uh, medical treatment or, or anything like that. What do you think, Kyle? I think I think it's a it's an interesting question because we never really got the aspect of how clones age, what the aging process was of clones. So th- I think that's interesting. And, you know, if he comes back to play Boba Fett as well, which is a po- distinct possibility, you know, how long has it been since Boba Fett was got out of the Sarlacc, apparently? And, and also Boba Fett was uh, an unaltered. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he would age normally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you and with the and with the age of digital, I mean, look how young they made him look as Aquaman's father and Aquaman. That's true. At yeah. The beginning yeah. Of Aquaman. Yeah. So with the, and we've obviously seen what 
this group is capable of doing effects wise. So oh, and I, all the I've de-aging, Sam Jackson and, and Robert Downey and all the de-aging we've seen has been also awesome. too. Rex uh, was seen in the Rebels television series, which takes place about uh, within a year of Star Wars. Well, so you can add another six years to that. They could totally do it. Well, and then let's let's not forget they have made canon that the older rebel that was on the Battle of Endor with the white beard was Rex. Oh, that yes. one from oh really? That one in yes. the shot that has been made oh, canon. Oh, really? Yes. It has actually be yeah. Actually, that would I be like six it. years, maybe add another There's four or five. One yeah, person I think they that can understands do it, that. I love we'll that. We'll see. We'll see. I love that. That's awesome, guys. Good stuff, man. Is that nerdy enough for you? Oh gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> Uncle Mosh right now is like throwing things at his radio and and, and, and beef ribs wait, and, wait, wait. and like tobacco spit. And I'm like wait. loving every second of it. He probably started doing that as soon as you allowed me on this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. He's going to be like, why did you let the Chiefs guy on? And be like, he's a cool guy, Mosh. You got to let go. All right. So, and, and Kyle, we're going to give you a minute to platform at the end of the show if we, if we have okay. enough time. All right. Uh, yeah. Kevin, I want to ask you this, though. Uh, <laughs> which is a, which, that's, it's not call, looking good. Though. We call that foreshadowing yeah. in the business. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so Kevin, I want to ask you, so, uh, we met you for the first time a few years ago is at the Tennessee Titans game at the, at the tailgate. You were the original star Wars. Now people will understand Mandalorian. Now back yeah. then everyone would go, Hey, look, it's a Raider Boba Fett. Exactly, and, and we would say, and and like, and like, I'm like the one guy, or me and Sonny would be like the two guys. They'd be like, he's not Boba Fett, he's a Mandalorian. And so, but now, do you when you are in the suit, like, and and maybe you haven't even been in the suit that publicly yet since Mandalorian is like taken off and become now its own pop culture thing. Do people refer to you as the Star Wars Mando, or are they still calling you Star or, or Raider Boba Fett? That. Okay. Because I went to the last game in Oakland against um, the Jaguars. And what's so funny is before the Mandalorian came out, everyone say, oh, hey, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, Boba Fett. But when the Mandalorian came out last year and I went to that game, everyone mostly was saying, hey, Mando, Mandalorian. Oh, right on, right on. That's cool. So yeah, yeah, definitely. It's and I like it because you don't have like because yours doesn't have the antenna either, right? No, Which, so that, you that look... was more of a Boba Fett thing with the range right. finder. And yeah. So when you watch Clone Wars and a lot of uh, stuff, there's so many different Mandalorians. And and what's funny too was when I got my my Mandalorian helmet, I cut the T visor a little bit wider so I can have better vision when i'm watching football games (laughs) um but yeah it's what i love about dressing up as a mandalorian uh so many parents will say uh, they'll get it and then they'll they'll say oh man i love it and then they'll bring their kids over you know and stuff like that and want pictures and everything and it's it's a hit at games and public times and stuff like that so it's wonderful where did you get the best car (laughs) <laughs> i think i got it off ebay originally originally yeah belonged to someone you didn't else, have to fulfill yeah. any contracts or anything to get any of that imperial best car or nothing i, I, I took I, out I, a chiefs fan that's what i yeah. did oh yeah great <laughs> I, I do have a question for you kevin the next time you don the armor will baby will the child be joining you because oh. if you can't see on the video kevin has the child yeah. hanging over his shoulder right i there. i actually have thought of getting another one of these childs and raiderizing it <laughs> oh dude like what do, what do they call that the, his pod thing he runs around in yes whatever that thing is like trick that thing out all silver or, and black. or i might just get uh uh what's his name from uh what was it in the hangover he had that little thing he carried him in the front <laughs> oh yeah yeah we carried car- Carlos, the baby in the front. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. That would be amazing. 
that'd be so funny. Oh, uh, that's that's right on, man. Awesome. Well, uh, Kevin, yeah, it, it's you, like you call it a costume. Yeah, I guess you know. I mean, I, it's uh, it's it's the Raider nerd costume. You know, it's I, badass, I to, man. Kind of, it's you know, because so cool. there's some other people that have their own Boba Fett type Mandos uh, slash Raiders uh bits and stuff and so i just kind of went with the raider nerd and i'm i'm the mando one and stuff and so, you got the but, shield and stuff and your cape and everything and so i was yes. going to ask you that so have you seen anybody else rocking that and also like probably going to be more i hate that because you well, were such actually an i'm part of a cost i'm part of a mandalorian mashup costume group uh and oh. there's many mandalorian uh nfl fans and uh, like hockey fans and baseball fans that wear their own Mandalorian version uh, mashups of their favorite teams. And so, but mine is very distinctive uh, because I got this, I got this Cape that I wear and I wanted kind of like this, this Lando pimp Cape thing going on. Heck so yeah. I made, made it shorty made robe, it dude. <laughs> yeah. I made it come down to like the waist or the butt area, you know, not like full Cape and stuff. And so, and I, and I have a hood that comes over that for it as well. And, but uh, I haven't seen anyone that do any type of Mando mashup that looks exactly like mine. Right on, man. That's cool stuff. He definitely originator yet, though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't earned. The, I haven't earned the. the, the was it yeah. Flight of Phoenix or it's, whatever yeah. it is they called it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about the arms thing where you can shoot like ten yeah. stormtroopers at one time or whatever like that? Yeah, good stuff. All right, so hey, uh, before we get to Kyle's introspective on the Chiefs, that we're going to give him a ten minute platform on. If we have enough time, uh, Kevin, I want to check in with you and I want to ask you, so we started this thing. You, you guys are familiar with the show inside the actor's studio. Um, the the James Lipton rest in peace where he would have these, you know, brilliant actors and actresses on the show. And he would ask him kind of like a questionnaire. It was almost like a profile type thing where he would dig into the psyche of them and around their craft. So Kevin, we're going to dig into your psyche as a Raider fan and ask you these. Um, I think there's eight questions here. Are you ready? Sure. Yes. What is your favorite Raiders phrase? You know, a lot of people say just win baby, but my favorite is commitment to excellence. Uh, One of my favorite things that I love seeing, and you see them in a lot of old uh, videos, especially the stadium in in Los Angeles at the Coliseum when it was the LA Raiders, there would be a sign that said commitment to excellence. And you would see Raider players like slap that thing or touch that thing before they hit the field. And I, I never forgot that. And I always thought that was just a great, uh, uh, one of the best phrases I've ever heard, uh, and, and it still is, commitment to excellence. And, you know, obviously that and Just Win Baby are synonymous with the Raiders. But to me, that commitment to excellence, uh, it, it, it you can really dive deep into that and get a lot of double meanings out of that. Right on, man. Good answer. Good answer. All right, Kevin, what Raider play excites you? Oh, um, I'm going to give you... One from my Raiders in the LA decade. And that one is of course, uh, Marcus Allen, um, running in that touchdown for the oh, super bowl yes. in 84 against the uh, Redskins. Cause it was kind of like a broken play and that cemented my favorite Raider of all time. And then, um, Marcus the is your all time favorite player. What's that? Marcus, Marcus Allen is? is yes. Wow. Right yeah. on. Cool. cool. Yeah. Marcus Allen is. Yeah. And then, um, recently, that 2016 season, that first game against the Saints, and that two-point oh, conversion yeah. to, uh, from Carr to Crabtree, because that set the tone for the entire season that we were going to be winning games by uh, the seat of our pants and nail-biting <laughs> endings. Yeah. 
And Crabtree, I thought, was a great uh, addition to the team. And that just said, we mean business. And they were able to do the same thing when they went to Baltimore later on. And it, uh, to me, that, pl- that specific play uh, just was one of the most exciting things ever I'd seen. And also, too, just because just Kyle's here as well, I love that. Uh, was it that Thursday night? Uh, four. Mm, yeah, <laughs> come on. Come on. <laughs> against, the, <laughs> against the Chiefs. And there was like uh, four penalties. And finally, they punched it in. <laughs> Yeah, we had like five shots at the end zone before uh, Carr hit Crabtree know, yes. in the front corner of the end God, zone. That, what, what was that, that was, about ref bias for the Raiders? That was Thursday night football, <laughs> Kyle, in Oakland when we won. That was one of the two times that Derek Carr has beat your stinking Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> Again, right. I don't want to hear about Raiders ref bias after that game. <laughs> well, that was different. That was we. St- hey, we, we that could happen every game for the next ten years. Yeah, and that, even that make continued up after that game. That's exactly right. All right, Kevin, what is the worst Raiders play? Tuck rule. Yeah, absolutely right. Tuck I mean, rule. that's kind of like, ugh. there's yeah, a lot to I, choose I, from, but that one hurts. You know, when, when you were, when you were doing this questionnaire with uh, uh, other guests and I was trying to think of all of the worst plays out there, the immaculate deception and, and so many of these, but uh, the, the tuck rule is the one that just, it still physically scars me. It makes me sick to my stomach. Ugh, awful day. All right, let's move on from that. Let's get to the good stuff. Who is the greatest Raiders player, Kevin? Greatest Raiders player of all time. Um, God, that's tough. That's really tough. Uh, well, Marcus is to your s- favorite. You said that, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's um, it's easy to say Stabler. Um, but I start thinking um, like people like Jim Otto uh, oh. and what they've given to the Raiders and what he's been through and how long he's been with the Raiders uh god that's tough uh i like Otto. that's a great answer yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go with Otto just because i don't think i think he was not only very underrated uh i don't think he's gotten the uh even though he's hall of famer i don't think he's gotten the recognition because he's he's next next to the quarterback he's touching the ball the most and he's right there in the trenches the whole time and along with that great offensive line you can't forget Otto. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a good one, man. So, all right. Uh, and, and I've met him once and he's such a sweet guy. Oh, well, there you, well, definitely then there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. You've met a lot of Raiders, by the way, you got, you met the legendary cliff branch. Yes, I have. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got Hayes? his Jersey above me over here. Right on, man. And, and didn't you meet Lester Hayes as well? Like you met yeah, a bunch met of guys. Lester Hayes. Yeah. I met, met Max Crosby recently as well. So, oh, yeah. cool. Uh, and, cool. and Tom Flores as well. Great. Oh, very cool. Very cool. All right, so uh, this one's kind of tricky because you don't want to pick on anybody, but uh, who is the worst Raiders player? Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> That's my answer, too. Jamarcus like Russell. Universal answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they even, uh, they even uh, in a way, poked fun at him uh, with that draft day movie about the whole dollar bill and oh, the, uh, the, yeah. the playbook. For him, it was a blank DVD that he never he said he watched and he never watched. You know? unbelievable yeah you can't yeah. when your team is two and 14 you can't show up to press conferences in a fur coat i'm just saying like yeah, yeah uh, you know what i mean yeah, he, he didn't he, get uh, it. he's he's a stain <laughs> hide the cough syrup yeah oh my gosh yeah uh and, and here's the thing and, and the reason that that I, I feel like I can take open shots at the guy is that um, like whether it's Randy Moss or Warren Sapp or like some of the other answers that we've heard is that some people don't want to be there. And if you don't want to be there, then 
it's no holds barred. Now, if they you were, were there, they were there to take money. So, exactly. I mean, so yeah, if you're there I mean, to show up yeah. and to bust your ass and to be the best Oakland Raider you could possibly be, or now Las when Vegas he held Raider. out for that con- that contract. Exactly. You know? And Ugh, so it's God. like if you're doing the best things for your for the team and you're doing your best, and you just 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 doesn't work out because it doesn't for a lot of people because the NFL's hard. Then those players don't end up on this list. It's the yeah. guys that don't give a crap. It's the guys yeah, that and then he showed up and then he showed up starting to look like a lineman. And I'm like, oh my God, did exactly. you work out at all? Or did you have Taco Bell? What's going exactly. On? Absolutely. Ugh. All right. So back to the fun stuff. All right. If you could have any profession around the Raiders, media, on field, you know, uh, operations, whatever, any job in and around the now Las Vegas Raiders, Kevin, what profession would you like to have? Uh I want to be um, Mike Mayock's personal assistant. <laughs> it's not a bad one. I don't know if he's got one or not, but uh, I want to be by his side, taking notes. Yes. I want to learn from this guy. <laughs> uh, get me in the door as well. Uh, yeah, that that's. That, I think that would just be cool. I, I don't think he's got one, but uh, let's make one up for me. What do you say? There you go. Hey, it's a hypothetical questionnaire, so why not? One that gets me to every game, you know? Yes. Maybe a seat in the box there in Las Vegas. Who Heck knows? yeah, man, because you're sitting there, you're taking notes on players as he's, you know, rattling off things. Absolutely. Yeah, I, a- I could be his personal media assistant as well. I'll do that. There you go. Absolutely. That's a good one. All right, last one. Kevin, you've lived a long life. You're well into your 90s or plus. Triple digits, we'll say. You lived a long life, but you died. You ascend into the pearly gates. You walk through. You high-five St. Peter. And standing there is the Maverick. He's got his fist. He's got his three Super Bowl rings. And he points at you. And what do you want Al Davis to say to you, Kevin, the Raider nerd? I want him to say, Kevin, the Raider nerd, I want to thank you for your fandom, your lifelong... um, commitment to excellence when can we sit down on the couch and marathon the original star wars trilogy oh yes that's what i'm talking about nicely done my friend love it yep love it that was a good that was good that'll that was happen good. right that's a thing heck yeah dude absolutely <laughs> it's a thing that was my favorite answer yet all right kevin the raider nerd first up before we get to kyle's 10 minute introspective Go ahead and tell us once again where we could find you, where we could find the Fandom Podcast Network, all that good stuff. Yes, uh, search the Fandom Podcast Network. Uh, you can find our master feed at fpnet.podbean.com. That's where all of our great shows you can stream from. You can also uh, find us on uh, all of, pretty much all the podcast catchers out there. Just search Fandom Podcast Network, and uh, that's where we uh, release all of our shows. We're also on Facebook uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Uh, yeah. So make sure, and we're also, we got a great Facebook group. Make sure you check that out and give us a like there again. Uh, you can find me at uh, Spartan underscore Phoenix, which yes, is a reference. One of my favorite movies of all time. Demolition man with so Sylvester Stallone uh, that you can find me on Twitter and Instagram there. Right on, man. I appreciate you joining us here in the fan cave, man. It's been a fun, fun romp through uh, Raider Nation. And it's been great, Star man. Wars, man. It's been good to have you. It's been too long since we did this. We need to do it definitely more often. Kyle, thank you for joining us here in the fan cave. And before we let you go, we're going to go ahead and open this up. So we're at, right at the 50-minute mark. So the last you know, little bit of the show here, we'll just let you platform. I really want you to really like dig into the legacy of like Lenny Dawson, Willie Lanier, Tony 
Tony Gonzalez, even get into Alex Smith. Talk about Kermit the Frog. Tell me about the legacy of the number 15. Tell me about Tyreek Hill on the field or off the field, wherever you want to do. Let's talk about what your life has been like since your Chiefs won the Super Bowl this last year. Go ahead, Kyle. You got the floor. I got to watch them win this Super Bowl with my dad, which is very cool. Thank you guys for joining us here tonight. My name is Murph, and this has been Raiders Fan Radio, an RFR conversation here live in Murph's Fan Cave. Appreciate Kevin the Raider Nerd. Appreciate Kyle. Okay, I'm just kidding, Kyle. We, we appreciate having you on. <laughs> my homes! I don't want to hear I, we, we don't want to hear about your Chiefs, but I do appreciate I, you I did, joining us. I did want to say Kyle did say something really cool was that he What's got that? to experience this with his dad. Oh, now that and gets on my heart. Because of your dad, there, yeah. right, uh, Kyle, that you are yeah. a Chiefs fan. Yeah, I got to watch the game with my dad, so that was actually that meant a lot. Speak on that, man, because that's universal fandom right there. Tell us yeah, about that. I mean, my, my my dad raised me to be a Chiefs fan. Um, we watched through the days of when I can start really remembering football. That's when Steve DeBerto was back with the Chiefs. They kind of had their first resurgence with Marty and Christian Okoye all through the years. So many playoff heartbreaks to finally get there and be able to watch that game with my dad and be able to celebrate that championship with him it was just something that was incredibly special the only other time we really were able to bond like that was the two times the royals have won the world series one back in 85 and then most recently just a few few years back because my dad is born and raised in missouri so this this meant a lot i mean for us to be able to see the chiefs win the super bowl together was huge and i did i did want to say something on a personal note i've met kyle's parents and they are wonderful they actually treated me like another son and uh uh, one thing I do want to mention, too, uh, that Kyle's dad is a uh, retired police officer, uh, spent most of his uh, time in Alaska. Right, Kyle? Yeah, he was he was an officer up in Fairbanks, Alaska for 20 plus years. Much respect, man. Absolutely, dude. Well, that that's cool. So, you know, that's that's the universal stuff. It gets passed down through, you know, generationally through family and, and our dads. And, and so very, very cool that you got a, a chance to experience that. And so, uh, yeah, man. So hopefully, Kevin, you and I will have a story to tell uh, next year. Um, 15 the- years from now, around my home's retirement oh, age. My gosh. There he goes. <laughs> See, I was trying to be nice. And then there he goes, Kevin. <laughs> Dang it, man. Don't you got a leash or something you can like? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can mute him right now if you want. <laughs> that'll work. That'll work. Anyways, I appreciate Kevin and Kyle. Check him out. It's the Phantom Podcast Network. You guys rock. Appreciate you. And, uh, Thank, and you the, Murph. Yeah, Thank you, Murph. Thank you, Murph. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. If you and your team want to cut down on busy work and get more choice and control over accounts payable, you need Bill. 
Bill Accounts Payable is your secret weapon for saving time on AP. And with a special offer at bill.com slash podcast, you'll save money too. With Bill, streamline your entire AP process, including bill creation, approvals, and payments. You can pay with ACH, credit card, check, and international wire transfer. Plus, you can easily integrate with most accounting software. No wonder hundreds of thousands of businesses are already using Bill to manage their AP. Schedule a free demo now to see how Bill can automate your financial operations. And right now, get 15% off when you subscribe to Bill Accounts Payable. There's never been a better time to sign up. This special offer is available for a limited time only at bill.com slash podcast. Terms apply. See bill.com slash podcast for details. Driving plays a big part in driving the local economy. It helps us all get where we're going and creates good jobs close to home. At Synovus Energy, our refineries in Toledo and Lima are a reliable domestic source of gasoline, diesel, and jet fuel. Plus, more than 2,300 employees and contractors work for us here in Ohio. See how we're helping local communities move forward at synovus.com.